your life today. We don't have to wait till Easter Sunday to have a big hoop hoop hurrah. He wants to do something in your life today. Raise up your hands and receive the power of God. Blow through here, Jesus. Blow through. Touch the people. Lord, we want to be changed for you forever. We're tired of life like it's been. We need you to refresh us and change us. Move in this place. We want SkyTook to be reformed and to be changed. That great awakening that's coming, Lord, let it start here today. We release it. We release it in Jesus' name. Hallelujah to your name, King Jesus. Hallelujah to you, King Jesus. Your power, Lord, your spirit. Your spirit, come. Woo! Hey! Let the winds blow. Hey! Let the winds blow. I'm tired of all of us just coming in here and being quiet and singing five songs and going home. It is time for the power of God to move. He is here. He's wanting to move. But you know what? you got to step in and take a part. Religion is gone. Not putting up with it any longer. God, have your way. Who's, who hears the word of the Lord? Come on. Well, the Lord told me this morning that he's going to pour out his healing spirit in this place today. Who needs to be healed? Come quick. Come quick. The Lord wants to heal you. If you know the Lord, the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead lives within you and will make your body alive and well. Lord wants to pour out healing upon you today. He wants to, you to have all the benefits of his kingdom life, which is health. Healing. If, you know, if you're not sick, maybe you know somebody that is sick, you can come and stand in for them. And the Lord's going to take that spirit that's in you and lay your hands on them and they will be healed in the name of Jesus. Lord, he, he sent his spirit to heal and deliver from destruction. That's what he wants to do today. He wants to pour out that spirit of healing. You know, everywhere Jesus went, people were healed. And Jesus is here today because he's in y'all. Wherever you go, you're going to be healed today. As you lay hands on people, you'll be healed. It said Job received his healing when he prayed for his friends. So we just pray healing. you got healing on, in you, Lord. You've got healing. She's got healing to lay hands on people and they'll be healed. It, are we warriors? we got to have our healing then. we got to be able to be strong in the Lord, that we can declare his might and glory over this land. We thank you, Lord, that you're pouring out your spirit, Lord, in this place. You're pouring out your spirit in the earth. Lord, we have nothing but you to, to lean on, and we lean on you, Lord. We say you are the great and mighty God. You created all of us. You're the creator, Lord. You created everything. You created the earth. You created the mountains. You created the sea, the oceans. You created everything. You are our creator, our maker. We give you glory today. The word says, let the high praises of God be on your lips. Just start praising God, and he's going to pour out even more today. 
Thank you, Lord. Let the high praises of God be on your lips. The two-edged sword in your hand. This book has healing in it. Tells about stories that you can read and relate to that Jesus went about healing everybody that was sick. He healed them all. Ronnie, he's healing you back there. You got all broken bones and stuff in you, and that's going to be healed before you leave this earth. You're going to see resurrection power rise up in you, Ronnie, right now. In Jesus' name, just open up your hands, Ronnie. Receive from the Lord. Receive from the Lord. He wants to give you even more than I can know and ask. I don't know all your concerns, but the Lord wants to heal you. You're his child, Ronnie. He's crying out for you to come and receive that healing. And he's doing that for everybody. For you, your hip, pray for that hip that needs total healing. We speak that over our sister. We agree. Do you agree with me that you're going to heal her? She's going to see healing. That She's going to be running and jumping like a calf coming out of a new stall. Woo! Hallelujah. I looked down as they were praying for Eddie, and there he's got a gun, a knife, and keys. I'm like, he's ready. I'm like, he's got, he, he, he's ready. He's not going to turn. He's on our side. <laughs> but I, I loved it because I was like, he's got, he's got his weapons. He's got his armor on. We are. We do need it. Well, we just say welcome. You might as well just keep standing. We're going to receive the offering, whatever's happened to Byron and Eddie. But we're shifting. We're shifting into giving. <laughs> I want to remind Byron. It's got so much going on. He don't know what he's doing next. <laughs> Um, we'll be here Wednesday night. Uh, we've been having a great time around the family table. Please come and join us, if you dare. Uh, Debbie is going to be out uh, taking your money. If you would like to join us for the Passover meal, we would love to invite you to come and join us. It'll be a week from tomorrow night at 6.30. And um, it'll be a great time in the Lord and just celebrating Passover. So, um, we, but we need to know that you're coming so that we'll have plenty of food. So if you would let her know after church, that would be great. So, um, Lord, we just bless, bless you, ask you to bless what we give back to you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for what you do give us. Lord, thank you that we can give back to you. Bless you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. I say welcome. Welcome to those that are watching on Facebook. If y'all seen all that, well, you don't know what you're missing out at home. So come and join us. God is here, God is moving, and we have only just begun. That's a song. Who sings like Karen Carpenter? I can make about anything out of a 70s song. <laughs> I, I, I won't go there. Keep going. Keep going. <laughs>
We've only just begun. <laughs> really? <laughs> I'm sorry, I don't remember the rest of the song. Oh, thank goodness. There you go. Now we're going back to Frankie, so. Lord, let's just extend your arms to Pastor Gerald. Lord, we just bless Pastor Gerald. We thank you for him. We thank you that he hasn't retired. He is refired. We ask you, Lord, in Jesus' name, just to give him a big dose of the Holy Ghost this morning. In Jesus' name. Amen. Are y'all ready to receive? Amen. Hey, we all need somebody praying for us. I appreciate you praying for me. I pray for you. I need real intercessors praying for me. If that's you, you let me know about it sometime. Jackson, what's God doing? Uh, he's, he's doing a turnaround. He's doing a work. He's doing a turnaround. He's doing a work here this morning. All good. Amen. I feel sorry for people who can't cry. We get so hard. We get so closed up. Oh Lord Jesus, thank you. Hey, it's better than than this. Amen. A transgender person is now one step closer to being crowned Miss USA. <laughs> I can't tell if it's. If it's uh, Kath Luna or it must be Cat Luna, a biological male, won the Miss Silver State USA pageant this week, an event considered to be the biggest preliminary competition for Miss Nevada, said this is a monumental win. <laughs> Who will now move on to the statewide competition and move on? Now, do you want to know deception is? When people think that's right. And you know what? There's a lot of people think that's right, and it's not us. It's not us. That's the world we live in. But you know what? God's just as real today as He's ever been. And there's always been God-haters. Listen, there's a lot worse times than what we're living in now. Come on. We, we got to get, get over this. We've had a little bump in the road, but Jesus is still Lord. He said this is still supposed to be working for our good. All things work together for good. Those that love God and are called according to His purpose. Oh, if, you're not, if it's not working for your good, I'm going to tell you you're not called according to His purpose. That praise is good. We went to Oklahoma City, some of us, to a meeting this week. Dixie and I go down there once a month. And I get tired of going. We have to get up earlier and we have to leave by 8 to be there at 10. Stay till 2 or 3 and get home about 5. But you know, they, they open it up. Yeah, they do good. They serve a good meal, too. But they, they share just a little bit. And then they do the praise. And when they do the praise, I thought, 
I know why I come down here. But see, I wasn't raised in praise. I was raised in singing songs. And I've told you before, I thought they just sang till everybody got there. No, no, nothing on you, Chris. You know, nothing on you. But listen, just learning to say, God, we're in your presence. And we want to learn to sing your songs. We want to get rid of them old songs. Lord, we just bless you. God's just good. Melissa's good to see you on the front row. We're glad to have you back. God's got more for you than you know. It's not over. He, he didn't forget you. Well, I started last week on 2 Thessalonians. We're going to look at that, that book. But, you know, the Word of God says, He told him, Cindy, you've went through some hard things. But he said, part of that is God allowing you to go through that. And He's going to pay back those who have oppressed you. And it says, it's like vengeance belongs to the Lord. After all, it's only just for God to repay with afflictions those who afflict you. You know, and if I was just reading that, I thought, okay, God's going to get them. And he says, uh, he's going to deal that retribution to those who don't know God when Jesus comes back with his mighty angels. Listen, he's still coming back. Amen. He is still coming back. And the church has lost the fear of God. It's not the ten suggestions. They were called commandments. And it's best you obey them, children. Don't make father... Thank you. But he goes on, and I want to get to chapter 2. So if you'll put up that second uh, chapter of 2 Thessalonians. <clears throat> now we request you, brethren, with regard to the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and our gathering together to him, now see, that's two things. With regard to the coming of the Lord Jesus and our gathering together to Him, that you not be quickly shaken from your composure or be disturbed either by a spirit or a message or a letter as if from us. In other words, Paul said, I'm not writing you that. To the effect that the day of the Lord has come. He'd wrote them a letter. He'd preached to them. Now, <clears throat> this is a church he'd founded. He'd been there. They knew him. But from some of the things he'd wrote in 1 Thessalonians, he talked about the Lord coming. So some began to declare, he's already come back. And this is what he's clearing up right here. He said, he's telling them, the Lord hadn't come. The day of the Lord has not come. That you not be 
quickly shaken. You know, we can let things just shake us. The Lord really spoke to me in that second verse years ago. We had a revival in our church. We were in the traditional church. In, a in, the, in the revival, and this man really just spoke about the coming of the Lord, and it's like, forget everything else, he's here. And we do need to lay down most things. If we'll lay them down, he'll take care of them, that's what I mean. Amen. And Dixie and I were in the middle of buying a piece of property. There was a 40 acres, and we'd already bought 20 of it. And it joined some we already had. And then at church, the realtor come to me and said, that other 20 is for sale. Do you want to buy it? And I had got to about to the place where I said, Lord, I'd rather have what we've got. I don't want to get stretched in this. And with that message, I was thought, you know, I just probably might ought to let that go. But I read that verse. Don't be soon shaken in mind when you hear that the day of the Lord is at hand. And we went ahead and made that transaction. I mean, the Word of God will speak to you. You need to know something? Listen to the Word. Read the Word. That was in uh, probably 78, something like that. We still got it. So, he hadn't come back yet. But he's coming. Verse 3. Let no one in any way deceive you. For it will not come. In other words, the day of the Lord has not come. Unless the apostasy comes first. And the man of lawlessness is real, revealed. The son of destruction. Who opposes and exalts himself above every so-called God or object of worship, so he takes his seat in the temple of God to display himself as being God. The apopsy, the falling away. And there's people right now thinking, that's what's happening. It's here. The falling away. No, it's COVID, COVID fall away. It's... Uh, but you know what I, I believe it is? I believe it's the fluff that was in the church. The real church is getting exposed. That we determine to follow Jesus regardless of the world circumstances. But see, <laughs> trials and tribulation expose us what's in us. And for people to think they can come to church a few times or all time and just live happily and everything's going to be okay and not have trials and tribulation, that's mother goose. That's not the kingdom of God. That's not the gospel of Jesus Christ. There are trials. There are tribulations. But he's faithful. How do you know he can get you through it if you don't go through it? How do you know? There's some tests along the way and that's part of this that the day of the Lord has not come the apostasy comes first which I believe that came 
during the first century. And we think it's now. We saw churches bigger. We saw this church bigger. But listen, there's a lot of churches that are, that are big now. But there are a lot of people that have given up on church. Well, I'm going to tell you, don't give up on Jesus. And I'll tell you, Jesus has not forgiven up on the church. You know, when the church was first mentioned, Jesus is the first one that told Peter, I'm going to build my church on this truth. And that truth, the gates of hell will not prevail. So, here, here's a quote from an ancient Christian commentary. The Surreal of Jerusalem. The majority have fallen away from the sound doctrines and are readier <clears throat> to choose what is bad than to prefer what is good. So there you have the falling away and the coming of the enemy is to be expected next. You know, there was, what, 400 years when nobody heard anything from God. No. I mean, the church flourished for a while, but then it was pretty silent for a while. I'm not saying there wasn't some believers. I, I know there were. But, you know, then <clears throat> when Luther got his Reformation, things began to really change. But there's been a lot of things go on in, in, in the kingdom of God. There's terms you've heard all your life. And we, we, I said one of these the other day. You've read about. Scriptures say, this is the last days. It's the end of the age. You can read this in 1st, 2nd, 3rd John, some of those books. This is the last hour. These terms... These terms refer to these terms. See, when Jesus Christ came, what did He come to do? He came to save us, but He came to establish a new kingdom. Come on, there's some still wanting to resurrect the old Jewish ways. Passover's not one of them. We still celebrate Passover. But we don't, anybody... We don't take our animals and offer them for an offering anymore. They don't need a blood sacrifice because the blood sacrifice was paid on the cross 2,000 years ago. When you hear those terms, the last days, end of times, such as when they refer to that, they're talking about that old Jewish system of worship ending. And we need to walk into the new kingdom of God. Come on. We need to get in the kingdom of God. There's freedom in the kingdom of God. It, it's See, we still all battle. Oh, we, when you go to church, you're to go in and sit down and be quiet. Give me a verse for that. It says more about shout and praise and dance than it does be quiet. But see what the enemy perverts. And we're trying to resurrect that. And some of you is hard to resurrect. Because we've just bought into that. No, that's, that's who I am. No, but if you tell me the truth, that's not who you want to be. You want to be free to say what you want to say. You want to be free to praise 
the Lord God Almighty. Lord, we just bless you. And I understand because I came out out of that and I'm still trying to come out of it. Because Jesus came to set us free. Whom the Son sets free is free indeed. Well, some of you need the Son this morning. Well, just bless the Lord. So, verse 4. Who opposes and exalts himself, this man of lawlessness, above every so-called God or object of worship, so that he can take his seat in the temple of God, displaying himself as being God. What about this man of lawless? That's a carnal someone who rejects the true God and sees himself as God. Well, you hear of someone every once in a while thinks he's God. Thinks he's God. I, I think James Reed went through a little bit of that one time thinking he was God and he was trying to get over some of his issues. Lord, you're just so good. What about this man of lawlessness? But Paul told him, verse 5, Do you not remember that while I was still with you, I was telling you these things? He said, I was telling you these things. Now, remember, he preached there like they knew him, maybe like you know me. And I wish he would have given more details in this scripture than he gives. But he said, I've told you. So when we read the rest of it, there's some blanks he doesn't just fill in. There's some blanks that we don't really know. We can surmise. We've got our opinions. But Paul said, you know. You know. I've told you. Lord, I, I thank you for your word. Do you not remember me telling you these things? This man of lawlessness. There was several they thought maybe could have, have been there. There was a man named uh, John Levi. There was Nero. There was uh, some of their high religious people. But uh, I believe it was a man who was alive at that time. This man of lawlessness. Because if Paul would have printed his name, he'd have been dead. But see, we've got the King Eternal. And we need to keep believing in Him. And, and we need to press into our King Jesus. And he says, and you know what restrains him now? So that in his time, he'll be revealed. Well, the Holy Spirit's got to be part of that. Lord, we just thank you for your, your mighty ministering <clears throat> Holy Spirit. For this mystery of lawlessness is already at work. And he who now restrains will do so until he's taken out of the way. Now it doesn't say he's removed, but he's taken out of the way some way. So he's talking about a, a mystery. 
And that's what I said. I wish he'd have told us all the details about this. I've read, uh, I've prayed, and I've read at least three commentaries, uh, their ideas and, and thoughts about identifying this person. And I'll give you some of their ideas here. And it says, then the lawless one will be revealed whom the Lord will slay with the breath of his mouth and bring an end by the appearance of his coming. What about this person? This mystery of lawlessness. Now this is not the Antichrist spirit. I believe it was one that was going on at that, at that time. But this person... Here are some possibilities. One was the Emperor Nero. He fits the description. He was lawless. He tortured, murdered many, many Christians. He kicked his pregnant wife to death. Killed many of his own families and demanded to be worshipped as God. But you know, I don't know that if he worked like in verse 9 says that the one who has come is in according with the activity of Satan with all power and signs and false wonders. See, we don't, we don't know these things. There, there's uh, another one here. John Bray was a respected eschatology teacher in that day, and he said, John... Levi was trying to overthrow the Roman government, rebel against the Romans and the Jews. <coughs> Pardon me. John Levi incited an army to come against Jerusalem with 20,000 soldiers, killing 8,000 Jews, including the high priest. And it says once the high priest, the restrainer, they some think the high priest was the restrainer, was out of the way, he burned the corn supply, leading to famine with thousands starving to death. Then he took over the temple, defiled it, and stopped the sacrifices. He took the place of God himself. He acted as God and was on site as the temple was burned to the ground. This was the time John Bray said that Jesus came in judgment and slayed the man of lawlessness. Well, that's what John Bray says. We can't give you a, a Bible verse for it, see? So there's things I wish Paul would have really just told us what all was going on in that. But you know what? That means there were some ungodly things going on in the governments of that nation, whether it was Romans or Jewish government, that wasn't right. And there was persecution and things going on that they walked through. Now, we haven't walked through them. But if we don't keep praying, if we don't get this Equality Act stopped that's in Congress right now, there'll be, it's going to take a lot of freedom away from the church as far as the government's concerned. So keep praying. But see, these things have been around forever. This old spirit that's against the kingdom of God. But I want to read this <clears throat> eighth and ninth verse again. 
Then that lawless one will be revealed, whom the Lord will slay with the breath of his mouth and bring to an end by the appearance of his coming. That is the one whose coming is in accord with the activity of Satan with all powers and signs and false wonders. And with that deception of wickedness, for those who perish because they did not receive the love of truth as to be saved. <coughs> Excuse me. Part of this battle, this deception that's going on in the earth today, when people are deceived and don't think they need to be saved and serve God, <clears throat> they don't receive the love of truth so as to be saved. And for this reason, God will send on them a deluding influence so they will believe what is false. Now, I read you a statement here about a, a man that thinks he's a woman. Now, that's a deluding influence. But he said, see, for these that don't receive the gospel to get saved, God even puts more on them to let them believe the lie. Now, if you wonder what's going on in our country and our government and the powers behind those governments, let me tell you, that's some of them. That is, the, they are so deluded. They have come to a place where they think they are God. Some of them are just like this man of lawlessness that I read about. See, God wants us to understand these times that we walk in and that we function in. There is a spirit against the kingdom of God. There always has been. There always will be. Till we're with the Lord. Till He comes back. But meanwhile, He leaves us here to be salt and light. And I love the song, Jesus Loves Me. I love a lot of those songs. But I'm telling you what, it takes more than that to get you out to be who God's called you to be. You need to know Jesus loves you. But you need to graduate and step up to He may be coming soon. Well, let me tell you, He's coming for somebody today. I pray not in our group. I pray He doesn't. But there will be people go to meet the Lord today. I mean, that, that happens every day. We know it. We're used to it. We've heard, oh, why not tonight? He could come back any time. He could. He may not come back for a hundred years. There's just as much hope for the younger people, the teenagers, as there was for me in my day. God has got a plan. He's got a purpose. And He wants us to know it. He don't want us to be under that deluding influence of the enemy. And let me tell you, one of those influences even <clears throat> that comes against all of us as Christians. How are you going to get through these times? There's Christians so scared now, even over COVID, that they can't be about what God's got them about. They're, we're worried about the, the times. There's people that have really stood for Donald Trump that thinks everything's in hell now. Jesus is still on the throne. 
I don't like the way it's going. I don't like it either. But he didn't ask me. He's still king. He's still Lord. And he says, get up and let's get about promoting the kingdom of God. Quit fussing about this or that. Let's let Jesus be the Lord. There's a diluting influence. And it works continually. That's what he's talking about. That's what you've got to pray. Pray for your open up for me. Pray, pray for the lost. I'm, thank you. I don't need that. <laughs> you, you've got to pray. See, it says the God of this world's got the lost blinded. And you've got to pray for them. You've got to pray against that so they can get their eyes open. Maybe it's a, a backslidden brother or sister. That you've got to... Well, no, you don't have to. But we should pray for them. We ought to... Listen, somebody prayed for you. I don't know who else prayed for me. Well, I know some people that have. But there's somebody praying... Back when you didn't know God or when you were trying to get to, to really fit into the kingdom, somebody was praying for you to help get you through those times. And it's our time now to pray and to believe God to do these things, to be who God wants us to be in 2021. Well, you remember in 2000, <clears throat> in 99, we're getting ready to turn into 2000. Most of you remember that. Y2K. And they thought the, the big trucks going down the road, the computers wouldn't work, and there'd just be crashes. And I mean, it was just hell on earth. I slept through it. In some way or other, we've got through the tragedy of 911. You've had tragedies in between. And yet he's faithful. And yet you look in the past few years and you can see the goodness of God of what he's done in your life and in your family. See, I don't want to hear what's bad. I want you to tell me what God's doing. I'm tired of, well, this is wrong. That's wrong. And look what Joe Biden's doing. No, look. The church has got to take some blame for this. The church has got to take some blame for it. Anybody in here not part of the church? I believe everybody in here claims to be a part of the church. Even Ronnie. I won't preach him under that pew back there in a minute. He'll get right or get left one. <clears throat> he belongs to God. I'm glad you made it today. Just let Jesus be Jesus. I may preach to Mariah a while. You know. Or I'll let you preach. What about... See, we think we live in complicated times. They were living in a time where we've missed the rapture. We've missed 
God coming back. That was the time he was preaching to them about. Was that the year 84 or 88? It's 88. Oh, we, we bought the book. There was 88 reasons why he was coming back that year. It's been around forever. Lord, we need wisdom, don't we? You know, sheep aren't the smartest animals. And Jesus identified us as sheep. We, we need His wisdom. Pray for His wisdom. We had a very godly man in one of our meetings this week, not part of our church, and he said, pray for me for wisdom. Listen, we all need the wisdom of God, and we need the discernment. Is this, Lord, is that truth or not? Is that truth? It sounds right, but it's not always truth. It may be that deluding influence that wants to just wipe us out. It wants to take over. It wants to rain on your parade. The promises of God are just as true today as they've ever been. And God is just looking for someone to say, count me in. I choose to believe you. I choose to walk in what you have for me. God, why isn't that working in my life? Bobby Connor, as Baptist as I was, and he said, I'd read some of those verses about healing, and I'd go to my professor and I'd say, why, why, why don't we do that? Tell so, you know what he said? He said, I started going following Benny Hinn around. I started to go to his meetings. I started following this guy around. You know, you hang out with people that have got something going on in their life. Quit hanging out with those drainers that just take life out of you and everything about them is yay and nay and negative. <clears throat> hang out with somebody that's, that's got some good news to talk about. And listen, you be sure you're a good news talker. You go in and set the atmosphere in that conversation. I challenge you to do it. But see, sometimes our flesh just don't want to want to. I always hated a horse like that, Jess, and you do too. My dad said they'd spit the bits out and they'd just give up. They don't have they didn't have the spirit in them. And Lord wants us to be filled with his spirit. He has given us that. But you know what? It takes some time. It takes time. Talk to God. Get quiet with God. Read the Word. Read the devotion. Maybe pray with your do you pray pray with your family. Get your family together. Pray with your wife. Pray over your kids. Out loud. Out loud. Pray in your house. When you even there by yourself. Just go off and praise God. Just praise God. Make some declarations. It'll change the atmosphere. It'll change you. Get in front of a mirror and look at it and say, 
You belong to God. Stand up and act like it. That's why he says, reckon our flesh dead. Reckon that old man dead. That old nature. I don't feel good. It's early. Oh, no. Or no, it's late. Either way, it's just a whiny butt. It's just, nothing's right. Change that. If that's you, get over it. You can, you're not going to disturb me. Just come on to the altar. I've already given up on that sermon anyway. Let's just let Jesus be Jesus. I'm, Jesus is greater than the man of lawlessness. I said I wish Paul would have wrote out all the, filled out all the blanks in there. But well, we've probably run off the religious spirits by now. Well, what's the Holy Spirit say to us today? Jesus is coming back. As for me, I shall behold your face in righteousness. I'll be satisfied with your likeness when I wake. Psalm seventeen fifteen. Let's get in His presence. There's no chaos. There's no negativity. There's none. Jesus. It's not religion. We've got more of an idea of God in religion than we have of Jesus. He had time for the up and outers or the down and outers. Didn't make him any difference. And most of them come to him, he'd say, oh, you probably really don't want to do this. You don't want to pay the price. We'd be saying, oh yes, come on, come on, come on. He'd say, you better count the cost. You really want this Jesus? He says, count the cost. This guy, he said, what do I do? He said, well, what about the commandments? Oh, he said, I've kept all them. He said, why don't you just uh, give what you've got away to the poor and come follow me? And he was a wealthy man. He chose not to do that. I've wondered if that could have been Barnabas that later come in. I don't know. You know, you just think about those stories. See, we've got to get Christianity out of being 2,000 years old into today. You've got to take those stories and... God, what are you saying to us in Skytook today? See, you've got a plan and purpose for every person here. He loves every one of us. But He rewards us according to our faithfulness. And let me say this word. Obedience to Him and His Word. Lord, we just praise You and thank You. I think we just need to stand and worship and thank Him this morning. The point is, is Jesus Christ the Lord of your life? 
You know he's the king of kings and lord of lords, but he is your king. Are you on his team? He was the original A-team. And he's still the A-team. And Lord, we just bless you and honor you. Beautiful eyes. Whatever the Holy Spirit's saying to you today, just obey Him. Whatever it is. If you need to come pray, you want someone to pray for you, come give your life to Jesus today. Maybe you've laid it down before. Maybe you've taken it back up. takes just letting him he wants to own everything he wants you to give it to him that's a good song You get to know him. He's wonderful. Beautiful feet, beautiful voice that sings over me. He's not a mean, stingy God. He wants to bless you. Just raise your hands to him. Just sense his presence. Say, Lord, come touch me. Lord, I need you to touch me. I find out I love you even more than yesterday. How could I describe you? It's so much more than words can say. Beautiful God, beautiful eyes, beautiful face, beautiful heart, overflowing with grace. See, that's not a religious God. My beautiful God. Beautiful voice that sings over me. You are my beautiful God. See, we meet together, allow God to work in our lives by His Holy Spirit.
Listen to these words. But we should always give thanks to God for you, brethren. And I do give thanks for you. Brethren, beloved by the Lord, because God has chosen you from the beginning for salvation through sanctification by the Spirit and faith in the truth. It was for this He called you through our gospel that you may gain the glory of our Lord Jesus Christ. So then, brethren, stand firm. Hold to the traditions which you were taught whether by word of mouth or by letter from us. Now may our Lord Jesus Christ himself and God our Father, who has loved us and give us eternal life and comfort and good hope by grace, comfort and strengthen your heart in every good work and word. God's for you. He's for you. I pray God's best for you. What's God said this morning? Someone got a word? Are we finished? Ellen? Good word. Amen. John? Pastor God's saying he's restoring the years that the canker worm has stolen in your life. Amen. 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 says, in, in my presence is fullness of joy. Get signed up for the Passover service. Week from Monday night. Uh, I hear the Lord say, you had not seen anything. Amen. That's right. I dare you to step into his promises and see if he won't do everything he said he'd do. That's a double dog dare. <laughs> Lord, I speak blessings over the people. Lord, where your people were called by your name and we decree your lordship over us. Holy Spirit, have your way in us. In Jesus' name, amen. I'm glad you're here today.
Good to see you.